the people, those are the ones who are going to help you when it gets hard. Those are the ones that are going to make college college, in my opinion, is the friends, the memories, the relationships. So just really leaning into that and knowing that like this is going to make coming here worth it. Welcome to Cap and Gown, College Transition Stories, a podcast where we share the experiences and lessons learned from students going into their early years of college. I'm Peter Kerr, joined by my colleague and friend Kristen Smith, and in our first episode, we're going to tackle the question, where will you go, by having a conversation with a panel of students about how they chose their schools, their majors, and the journey to enrolling. This and more coming up. Hey, Kristen, how are you? I'm good, Peter. How are you doing? Doing well, thanks. Uh, excited to get this started. Um, because this is the first episode, I thought it would be worth doing just some quick introductions. Like I said in the intro, my name is Peter Kerr. I've been with Kaplan for 13 years. I started as a SAT prep and GRE prep instructor, and lately I've been more on the marketing side of things. But how about you? Yeah, so I'm Kristen Smith. Uh, I've been with Kaplan for almost 15 years now, which is probably hard to believe given my young voice, uh, but it's true. And uh, and I started with kindergarten and I'm now uh, working with med students. So really the full uh, academic journey, I like to pretend I am a med student because of that. <laughs> and uh, uh, and I work with uh, a lot of undergrads and, and med students. So it's really uh, fun to understand what they're going through and and really hear firsthand uh, what that experience is like. So excited to be able to bring that to the podcast. Yeah. And what you just said there, um, you know, there's a lot of great resources out there for you know what you should do and the best practices uh, regarding college admissions and college. Um, but something you don't always see are just those firsthand experiences, like you said. So that's what we're really excited to bring to the podcast. Uh, and with that being said, why don't we kick it over to the first conversation we had with our panel of students. All right. Joining us over Zoom today are our three student guests. Would you just mind going around the horn and introducing yourselves? Hi, my name is Corey. I'm a rising fourth year at the University of Georgia. I'm a double major in biology and psychology and a certificate in nonprofit management and leadership. And I'm excited to be on here today. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Maya and I'm a second year at Loyola University of Chicago. Um, and I'm majoring in neuroscience and public health with minors in bioethics and Spanish on the pre-med track. So very excited to be here and thank you for inviting me. Hi, my name is Lindsay, and I attend the University of Tennessee. I'm going to be a junior in the fall, and I am a biology major, concentration in microbiology, um, and then I'm getting a minor in leadership studies and nutrition, and I'm also very excited to be here and talk to you all about college and um, the journey to getting there. Great. So let's start with this first question, and Guri, I'll go to you first. When did you know what you wanted to do after high school? So I've known that I wanted to be in the pre-med track for as long as I can remember. I've always wanted to be a doctor. And the one thing that was kind of unique about my experience was that in high school, we had a healthcare pathway. And basically as our electives, you could take like introduction to healthcare, which is like a professional class. And then by your junior year, you could get certified to be a phlebotomist. And then your senior year, you do an internship. So it's a really unique experience. And so through that, it kind of furthered my interest in um medicine. And so kind of starting from there, I knew I wanted to become a doctor. Gotcha. 
So your high school laid out that track from day one. You kind of knew that path you were going down, which is really fascinating, actually. Although, like you said, also, I would imagine kind of unique. So Maya, turning the question over to you, did you have a similar experience or was yours a little bit different? Yeah, I think that's so interesting. Um, I also, you know, sort of knew from the get-go that I wanted to go down the pre-health track. Um, You know, I've always had you know, an interest in medicine and interest in science, I sort of had a less structured uh, pathway, I would say, in high school. So my school is more generic. We didn't really have like different pathways, Um, but I sort of sought out different outside opportunities. So for instance, I did uh, this shadowing internship at a local hospital where, um, you know, we spent eight weeks during the summer doing a little bit of research and also um, shadowing all different departments, all different healthcare professionals, um, which was so exciting. Um, and I sort of came in and I applied broadly with a neuroscience major um, because uh I observed a craniotomy and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. (laughs) And so I was like, neuroscience is definitely the way to go. Um, And my senior year of high school, I took AP Psych. And so that kind of introduced me to the anatomy of the brain, sort of different molecular functionings of the brain. And I was like, okay, like this is, this is my area. Um, And I actually didn't add my public health major until I came to college. So I would really say, you know, like you don't need to know exactly what you want to major in you know, from high school, I think that's a large misconception that even, you know, I felt from like counselors or other students, but, you know, you really have the flexibility to add, to change. Um, And, you know, adding that public health major was honestly like the best decision I made to really supplement my pre-health education with, you know, courses in health equity and healthcare ethics and, you know, all of those things that wouldn't be in my neuroscience major, but I also have that, you know, more molecular biology aspect as well. So it it just really worked out very well, um, I think. So definitely don't be afraid to like add things, add minors, um, or even, you know, totally change your path because nowadays, you know, you could major in art history and go into medicine. Mm. Um, So it's really not restrictive to that biology or neurobiology type of sphere as well. Gotcha. I love that answer because... You're right. And a story I used to tell my test prep students was my wife, when she got to school, entered as a chemistry major, found out that wasn't right for her, moved to business, uh, but ultimately, at the end of the day, landed a degree in Spanish. So you're right. It is, it's all about that journey and figuring out where that fit is. Um, which, speaking of, Lindsay, to move over to you, you had mentioned a concentration in addition to your major. Uh, and just wondering, was that also something that was evident to you early on? Um, So, yeah, the concentration piece was actually um, put in so that I could come down to Tennessee for in-state tuition. I actually came on the academic common market. So it's something really cool that a lot of high school students I don't think know about. Um, So I got to have in-state tuition. I knew I wanted to do biology just because I loved AP biology in high school Um, and sort of just answering that question about like what I wanted to choose. It was just due to AP classes. I had amazing science teachers. Um, but ironically, I just kind of am going through a transition. I, um, came in like both of these girls, um, pre-med, I wanted to be a doctor and I actually work at a hospital. Now I work at the UT medical center as a CNA and that sort of, um, opened my eyes to a lot of the areas that I didn't necessarily love. Um, and so that is where that nutrition minor kind of got on. 
um, I decided, okay, I love the body. I love um, biology, but I don't think I want to be in a hospital. So it really is like a puzzle that you have to piece together over the four, five years that you're in college. Um, and I think the biggest thing, um, and I think both of these ladies kind of went over that is experience and getting yourself out there in that field. So um, going to the hospitals, going shadowing people, that's where you're really going to have that make or break moment or um, to know like, is this really what I want to do? Or am I really just doing it? Because I think I like it. I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, for me, I didn't really get much experience in the hospital in high school. I just loved biology. I loved learning about how one thing affected the other. Um, but I realized now that I work there that it's not exactly the environment that I love. Um, and that's okay. It's okay to change. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now, going into junior year, sort of exploring other options, but definitely making sure that I shadow what I think I want to do because it's vital to, um, learning what's going to make you happy in the future. Totally. Um, Something you said in your answer there, um, in-state tuition um, is a nice segue into the next question I had, which was, was there anything else beyond that that helped you narrow down the list of schools that you were looking to apply to? Yeah, 100%. I um, kind of went into my college search knowing that I wanted to go to a bigger school. I just, where I was from, that wasn't really like what they had to offer. Um, and I just love that environment. I knew that a lot of schools nowadays give great scholarships for ACT scores. And so that's sort of where I um, started. As I began to shadow um, students at the schools and to go on tours, I realized maybe I didn't want to go as far away from home as I thought. Um, so that was a big choice. I'm only three and a half hours away now. Um, and I think that's a great like trek. I can go home on the weekends. It's not like eight, eight or nine hours or anything. Um, but yeah, and then also just the environment. When you shadow schools and go on tours, you really do develop a sense of what they're here for and how they're going to treat their students, in my opinion. And so when I came to Tennessee, I fell in love immediately. And I loved more than just the school. I loved the city of Knoxville, the community. Um, and I think that's something really important to explore. So yeah, that's kind of how I made my decision. It was, I did not expect to go to Tennessee. I didn't think I was going to come here. I came here. I absolutely loved it just because of a tour. And then I discovered the academic common market, which allowed me to save $25,000 a year. So that really helped. Yeah. Yeah. I would totally add on to that. Um, so I would say I had three main considerations when I was choosing college. So for me, location was the biggest one. And I think, you know, deciding between are you more of a college town person versus city person really influenced a lot of the schools that I did apply for. Um, and so for me, I was, I was sort of city all the way. I did apply to a handful of college town schools, but um, I just found that, you know, opportunities in terms of internships, in terms of having other universities in proximity was really useful. Um, and, you know, what I've heard from other students as well Um I also really valued proximity to family as well. I think a lot of students, and I know from my, you know, suburban high school, a lot of people want to get as far away from home as possible, but I was the total opposite. I was like, how can I go to a great school with everything that I wanted, but also still have, you know, a lot of family time. Um, and then again, merit scholarships and financial aid was huge. Um, and I think was really the deciding factor of why I went to Lila University of Chicago is because they did offer the presidential merit scholarship. And so that was, you know, it brought down, uh, so Lila is a private school. And so it really brought down tuition to 
almost like an in-state school, um, which was really nice. Um, and I also, you know, I totally feel like I made the right decision in that sense too, because Chicago is an amazing city in terms of not only academics, where you have numerous universities, numerous medical schools, hospitals, and everything that, you know, I really want to be close by too, but also in terms of having that balance of academic and social life. So there are tons of summer festivals, of concerts, of, you know, the Art Institute in Chicago. So, you know, culturally, everything is just like exploding. Food was big too, like to explore <laughs> restaurants. So, um, and I think, you know, when you choose a college, it's really something where you see yourself living there um, for for extended period of time. Um, and, you know, Chicago just had a plethora of opportunities in terms of summer internships and engaging um, with organizations for service, so like free health clinics um, or, you know, various nonprofits around the city. So um, for me, that was uh, the right choice, I think. So Maya, were you in a situation similar to Lindsay where those tours were helpful in terms of getting a better sense of like what what the school looked like? And then follow-up question to that, what about like, is it a matter of Googling to know, like you mentioned, like the museums and the and the food, like what what helped you understand, like what kind of advice would you give to someone listening for learning that? Yeah, I definitely think, you know, I went on school tours as well, um, and especially in the Chicagoland area, since it was, you know, I didn't have to fly out anywhere. Um, and, you know, as soon as I stepped on campus, Lyle is situated right off of Lake Michigan. So it has like the most gorgeous view. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm here. This is, this is my place. So I really think like that moment um, and going there, I was also, you know, like I would choose a good weather day. So it was very sunny when I went um, and so when visiting schools, you know, take that into consideration of sort of the timing you're going at. Are there students on campus that you can interact with? I think that really makes a big difference. Um, and I also would say, especially during this time, Zoom is uh, sort of um, a silver lining where you actually have the opportunity to just reach out to students, go on LinkedIn, search up students from that university and reach out to them and, um, you know, schedule those Zoom meetings where, you know, you don't really have to meet them in person, but you can still get a good sense of what their experience is like um, on campus or in the city as well. So, um, you know, I had several phone calls from, you know, students from, you know, halfway across the country where I would ask, you know, what are you doing for fun on the weekends? Or, um, you know, what are your favorite professors and what is that experience like? So really connecting with students at those universities was, you know, really important. I mean, I think now it, it sort of as we're a bit more virtual, it's become a, a bit easier to connect with students as well. Yeah, so I think kind of going off of everyone for my college search, so I got um, out of like after applying and everything, there were two schools that I was deciding between. One was the University of Georgia, so that's where I'm at now, and the next is Georgia Institute of Technology. And so one of the things around here is the fact that Georgia Tech is like one of the most prestigious schools and everyone knows about it. And so 
was really hard for me to decide between the two because one of the main factors that was pulling me towards Georgia Tech was I didn't know that many people there. I kind of wanted to find like new friends outside of high school. And also Georgia Tech provided with a lot of opportunities, especially because it's in the heart of Atlanta. So you have like Emory University, Emory Hospital and everything like that. But what ultimately made me decide between Georgia Tech and University of Georgia was the fact that University of Georgia had more pre-medical opportunities. Georgia Tech is a very like technological school. And so they have one of the best like engineering programs, computer science programs in the nation, but pre-med for them wasn't as like as developed and another thing for me too was I also dual enrolled at Georgia Tech so I took some classes and I knew their learning style wasn't as fitting for me why I ultimately decided to go to UGA and like an interesting thing was that for me when I first came to UGA um, before I started school like just on a tour I didn't immediately like fall in love like most people do with their schools like I know Maya fell in love really quickly because it was kind of like barren when I was there and it wasn't like a really good day and then I went a few days like a couple weeks after and it was just a bunch of students and I knew I wanted to be in that like busy community so you never know like if you go to school the first time you're like oh this doesn't fit me and then if you go another time you most likely will fall in love just because and like as always it's not like love in first sight but I think the main takeaway for me through this whole process is to not go to a school necessarily because of what other people say or like for prestige you should always find a school that fits your interests and your and has the opportunities that will make you successful Gotcha. So sounds like there were a lot of really positive experiences for all three of you, whether it was, you know, seeing Lake Michigan on campus or it was, you know, the money off of tuition to help you with those decisions you were making. Uh, I wonder if you were to look back and think, you know what, there's this one thing I would do differently. Is there anything that you would change about your college search? I can go first on this one. Um, I definitely, you know, I think it, everything turned out very well um, in terms of my experience. But I also think, you know, to not put yourself in a corner and to also understand that you can always transfer if, you know, the, your first year you don't like the campus. I've had numerous friends do that. And I think in terms of the college application process, I think I was tied weight a little bit too close to home. So a lot of the schools I applied to was, uh, we're in Illinois, we're in Chicago. Um, but you know, there are some schools, you know, for instance, like university of Michigan or, you know, California, I didn't really consider going there. Um, and so of course, you know, it's always a, a budget thing. Like, can I travel to these schools and, you know, figure it out from uh, myself, but I really, which maybe I, I thought about it a little bit earlier so that I could plan those, you know, maybe mini family vacations to visit colleges or, or things like that um, to be able to branch out and explore, you know, those other opportunities as well. Um, I know, you know, I really value family and that was a huge um, consideration for staying in Chicago, but I think it would have been really cool to maybe explore um, other schools that I haven't really thought about um, and I do think uh, to reach out to other students, or I know that there are certain programs where you can, you know, stay in uh, a student's, current student's dorm. Um, and I sort of wish I explored that those opportunities a little bit more um, as well. 
Gotcha. Good answer. Uh, Gory or Lindsay? Yeah, um, I think um, one of the biggest things is just touring the schools. Um, I didn't tour um, a ton of schools. Um, and so, for instance, I just went to UGA last fall for the Tennessee-Georgia football game, and I fell in love with that college. I <laughs> adored the school. I love the town. I tell people if I was able to ever go to get grad school, I would go there because <laughs> I thought it was amazing. And so you just never really know until you actually experience. Same with your major, same with your job. I think everything is about really putting yourself out there. Um, and then sort of what Maya was saying, for me, I did end up doing this. But I know for a lot of my um, friends back home, they sort of stayed close. They went to the University of Kentucky um, and were with a lot of people they knew. Um, and one thing that I absolutely love about my college experience is I was able to come to a place where I knew nobody. And really just create a life that I maybe didn't live in high school. Um, so I felt like coming to college, I was able, nobody really knew who I was, what I did. Um, so I was really able to develop, you know, from day one, anything I wanted to do, anything I wanted to be, um, and make new friends. And then also kind of similar to what Maya was saying, um, I live in a totally different town. I see a totally different side of the world, even though it's only three and a half hours away. The stuff they do down in Knoxville is very different than what they do in Louisville, Kentucky, which is where I'm from. Um, they do a lot of outdoors things here. Um, they like go hiking all the time. I've been able to go do that, go float the river. They do stuff like that. It's just a different culture. And even though it's like so close, it's a different world. And so I really, really am grateful for going somewhere new, experiencing somewhere different um, and meeting all new people that I can, you know, have these friends forever. And they're all across the world. I have a friend who lives in Orlando. She's like my best friend, my roommate next year, friends that live in Nashville, friends from all over the world. And it's really cool um, just to have a new set of friends from in high school. You always have your high school buddies, um, but going out kind of, being yourself, learning who you are as an individual and not being influenced by other people is really important. And I think was I hit the nail on the head for that in college. Um, I think for me, I, um, I ended up going to a school where a majority of my class from high school ended up going to. So I really, I think compared to my and Lindsay, I had more of the same high school buddies, like the people, like my roommate now is someone I know from high school type of thing. And so if I could do the search differently, I think I would put more consideration into kind of branching out because like Lindsay said, your high school buddies are always going to be there. And so I think that was something that I would really consider is just kind of maybe going to a place where you didn't know anybody and you could kind of start afresh because in my situation, like even my freshman year, um, even though I had a roommate who wasn't from my high school, coincidentally, the people who ended up being right next door to me were my best friends from high school. So it's like, it was, UGA just felt like the same small world that I had already known. So again, if I could have done things differently, it would have probably been to kind of broaden my search and like find places where I didn't know that many people. Gotcha. So uh, let's end with this last question before we play a, a round of wheel of questions. Um, and that is, if you had one piece of advice to give to a graduating senior, what would that be? And Guri, I'll come back to you for that. I think the one piece of advice I could give in college search is to find a school that fits 
not only your academic interests, but your social interests too. I think there'll always be opportunities anywhere, but it's also important to find like a good support system wherever you go. And I think UGA kind of gave me that good balance of both pre-medical opportunities, but also a great support system. Gotcha. Awesome. Uh, Maya. Yeah, I would say, you know, one thing that I found out from the get-go, you know, even before starting college when I was sort of visiting campus over the summer is that everyone's a mentor, no matter who they are. It could be, you know, your own peer, um, your roommate, uh, a professor, your advisor, um, someone you meet on LinkedIn or on Instagram (laughs) who also goes to college. Um, Really, you know, you can learn, you know, anything from anyone. And it's really important to take those experiences to heart, to, you know, follow up with those people, establish connections. Um, And that's something that I've really enjoyed doing, Um, especially finding upperclassmen to talk to, to talk about, you know, who's the best professor to take or, um, you know, what's the, you know, best party off campus or something like that. So it's really, it's really been a great experience to just, take to heart that everyone you meet, um, even if it's just for a brief moment, is really going to be a a mentor and impact your life in some way. And that's been just a fabulous experience in college. And I hope to to seek out and find more mentors um, over the next two years and, and, and beyond as well. Yeah, I was gonna say that feels like great advice, even post college, you know, I don't <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Just keep finding people. Um, and then Lindsay, how about you? Yeah, um, I think my biggest thing for seniors um, is just to go into college with the most open mind possible. Um, and then also just having confidence in yourself and reaching out and becoming friends with everybody. A girl who came to Tennessee from my hometown, she didn't know anybody. Um, And my biggest advice for her was make friends with everybody because yes, you're not going to end up, those are not all going to be your bestest friends, but you're going to have a big selection to choose from and you're going to know somebody everywhere you go and you're just going to feel more like home. In high school for me, I had already had a group of friends and I didn't really think it was a big deal to make more. Um, And I felt like in high school, I was sort of boxed in and I didn't really have as many experiences. That's if I, or as like, I wish I would have. Um, so I came into college knowing I wanted to do something differently. Um, and I was just as confident in myself as possible. I reached out to as many people as possible, um, and just put myself out there. I did things I never thought I would do. I went to workout classes with a bunch of random people. I joined as like, you don't have to join as many clubs as possible, but just really getting in there, diving in, leaning into those relationships, because those are what's going to make college college. Academics, you're going to find that anywhere. The people, those are the ones who are going to help you when it gets hard. Those are the ones that are going to make college college, in my opinion, is the friends, the memories, the relationships. So just really leaning into that and knowing that like this is going to make coming here worth it. Um, and this is what you're going to remember about college, I think is my biggest advice. Just be confident in yourself, reach out to people, make friends, um, and just know that you're living in like the best four years of your life. So have fun. (laughs) (laughs) 
Awesome. A great answer. And, and quite frankly, all of your answers have been fantastic. Uh, that was the last question for now. Um, so thank you guys so much for coming on and, and sharing your stories, your, your insights and your recommendations for, for high school seniors. Um, hope, hope the listener at home got as much out of this as Kristen and I did. Uh, this was a lot of fun. So I know we're almost at time, but do we have time for a couple of rounds of Wheel of Questions? Yeah. Awesome. So what we'll do is... Thank you so much for having us, too, by the way. Oh. I love This is awesome. Sure, sure. Yeah, so we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll we'll play a couple rounds and spin the wheel and see what questions we get. Looking for some more tips and tricks or advice for your college search? Head on over to captest.com slash choosingyourcollege for some more free resources. That's captest.com slash choosingyourcollege. All right, we are back, and let's go ahead and play a couple rounds of Wheel of Questions. Guri, I'm going to start with you first. Uh, let's go ahead and spin the wheel. All right, and see what we get. Okay, so what was something about college that made you nervous that, in retrospect, you didn't need to be nervous about? Um, I think finding new people I think I already mentioned like I like had friends from high school that live next door and so one of the things that my dorm did my freshman year was we kind of had like an open door policy so we would kind of keep our door open and we would just kind of like talk to so many people that were like in our like residential college and I think that was one of the best experiences I had because I got to meet people from all over from Georgia and kind of expand my friend group so yeah, I think just meeting new people, I was really nervous about like expanding outside my friend group, which I didn't have to be. Yeah, that's a great answer. I love that. And the reality too, right, is that everybody is going through that. Like that's, right. that's the beauty of college, right? It's like that freshman year, <laughs> no one is comfortable yet. So I love that. Awesome. Okay, so let's, uh, Maya, let's give a spin for you. And, oh, ha. What is the best or favorite thing you bought for your freshman dorm room? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I have to really think back for this one. Um, I would say I really went berserk on the pillows. So <laughs> um, definitely that's like the best thing is to really buy the cozy blankets and the pillows because I don't know if everyone knows this, but Chicago gets really cold, <laughs> really cold in the winter. So right. Well, you're right off uh, Lake Michigan there too. Oh yeah. So, um, definitely I had the super cozy blanket. That was the best investment of my freshman year for sure. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, all right, Lindsay, let's give it a spin for you. Okay. Let's see. Ah, what is your favorite class that you took that had nothing to do with your major? Honestly, let me think. Let's see. I feel like a lot of my classes, I did take like English 101 and <laughs> 102. Um, I haven't really taken that like cool of courses, honestly. I did, I have taken like leadership classes that coincide with my minor, um, but I have explored the classes and I will say that is something really cool to do is take the like um, physical classes, like the PE classes. Uh. So we have, we offer ice skating at UT. We offer tennis, we offer running, we offer scuba diving. 
<laughs> um, so I don't think a lot of people know about those things. I really wanted to take ice skating. I want to take whatever I like see on TV. Like I watch like the tennis tournaments and I'm like, okay, I'm taking tennis next year and I will be in that tournament in a couple of years. Um, I would say, uh, personally, I have nothing cool, but I have explored and I will say that's really important to do, um, is explore those classes because they have like the craziest courses you would never think of like ice skating. I think that's so cool. And you go down to your local ice chalet or swimming. Um, so in the future, I hope to take those. Yeah, I wouldn't have anticipated landlocked Tennessee would have scuba diving. Yeah, or right. Tennessee. They actually take a trip down to Florida too. And um, at the uh, semester, yeah, it's so cool. And we have like, I think they use the pools at the um, like rec center. I'm not 100% sure, but yes, they do have scuba diving, and it's awesome. I think that is the coolest thing. The ice skating was a little surprising <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> and they have the craziest classes, so really just get on that website like that your school offers and look or talk to your counselor because those are going to be the classes that like help you like not be as stressed about the crazy mm -hmm. chemistry or whatever you know those are classes that you can actually have fun and meet people in and meet friends and do fun things like scuba diving yeah and, and educating your education isn't just about your major right like i feel like for sure Lindsay. i feel like even you know you talk about your minor with nutrition like that sounds like that kind of opportunity can come from taking those classes that are outside your comfort zone and learning yeah. more right and investing in your hobbies too um, is definitely like, yes, there is, you need a job and you need to have something, I guess, academically inclined that you want to do, but you might really find more about yourself if you really take time to set aside and invest in those hobbies. Like I love working out. So maybe that is why those physical classes really appeal to me. I love running. I love going to the gym. I love nutrition. So um, I think college, a lot of people go in thinking, okay, I need to earn this amount of money. I need to do this because my parents want me to do that. Um, but really, I think just find what makes you happy because that's going to make life worth living. So, 100%. All right, let's do three more quick questions here. And Guri, I'll come back to you. Let's take a spin for the next question. And we get... Ah, what was the biggest surprise during your first week of college? Oh, this is a tricky one. Um, not necessarily like surprise. I lost my ID the very first day of school. Oh, no. And so I had to go and like the first one you get for free. And so the second one, I had to go and like get that again. So I guess that's like my biggest surprise. And I had to pay extra for that too. So I ah. guess that was like surprise yeah but i think that was like the biggest thing that happened to me my first week which is losing my student id uh, I, I like that though because it's very relatable yeah <laughs> so all right so maya let's take a spin for your next question i think there's about six questions left uh oh actually you talked a little bit about this already <laughs> what um if you had to pick a distance from your home to your school how far would it be and why hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I guess I am in a unique situation that I do like to be close to home. Um, so currently I'm like an hour and a half away from home. It would be nice if maybe I was three to four hours away. <laughs> <laughs> so like in that, so that three to four hour range? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good one where you're close enough. But then also, I think like Lindsay mentioned this, like you're close enough to home. But, you know, then your parents can't just like show up 
on campus and be like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's definitely a, a good distance. For some, it might be larger, so who knows? <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but Lindsay, you said you're you're right in that like three and a half hour range, right? Yeah, it's just straight down the highway for three and a half hours and then I'm there. So it's really nice. I love it. Go home for the weekend and come back. Gotcha. Okay, and, and Lindsay, it is uh, final question time. So let's go ahead and give it a spin. Let's see. Oh, what is something you heard was true about college, but then you got there and it turns out it wasn't? I'm trying to think. Maybe. I think one. this one kind of goes into like, I don't know, there's two. One of them, I guess, could be 8 a.m.s are not that bad. In my opinion, <laughs> I'm a morning person. Um, but another one, I think, is... And I, it just kind of depends on who you hang out with, but that all people do is drinking, and that's not true. You can do other things on the weekend than go out and drink, or there's other people, like, people have fun in different ways. And I think maybe that is kind of intimidating, especially for people going to those big college towns, and this kind of gets into that different side, not really academics, but the partying life. Not everybody parties. I, I think only, like, 25% of my friends go out. My roommates, they, they both love to stay home. And that was just, I wasn't looking for anyone to do that. Um, there's other things to do besides going out and partying. Um, and I think going into college, especially because the people I had talked to were more partiers. They're like, oh, that's all you got to do. Like, or that's all you're going to do this and that very intimidating. And I think that's kind of scary for people who don't enjoy that is they are scared to go away from home because they're going to be afraid that that's all they're going to be around. That's what they have to do. You do not have to do that. That's not what everyone does. Yes, there are some people who love to go out every weekend and party, but there's also a huge majority of people who don't like to do that, and they like to go hiking or they like to just stay in and watch movies. Um, I think for a lot of people, college has this kind of connotation with being the time where you just go crazy and rage all the time but that's not true you do not have to drink every weekend you don't have to drink at all you don't have to do any of that it's really up to you and what you decide and you're not going to be forced into doing anything like that in my opinion um, and I think colleges they've really worked to make the place itself really safe I feel safe walking around in the evenings I don't feel like anyone's going to come and attack me or anything I mean it really depends on where you are but I think movies and TV shows and stuff create this sort of persona about college. And um, I would say that's not true at all, that people actually do like to do fun things. So, No, that's a great answer. Um, and on that note, that will do it for Wheel of Questions. <laughs> so uh, I know I said it before. I'll say it one more time. Thank you so much. These were great stories, great answers. Um, listener at home, I hope you got as much out of this as Kristen and I did. This was a ton of fun. So... That will do it for this episode. Stick around for future episodes, and we'll have more topics and more students to talk with. But thanks so much to uh, Lindsay and Guri and Maya for your time. Thank you so much for the you. I love it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, check out our other episodes. And if you have a question you'd like to see answered on the podcast, shoot us an email at podcasts at kaplan.com or find us on social. 